Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have a phenomenal interview for all of you listeners today, as I am joined by a player who has done as much winning as anyone across any level of the sport since the start of 2023. Of course, I'm referring to recent USTA SoCal Pro Series Women's Singles title winner and 2023 NCAA Division I Women's singles champion Fung Run Tian, who joins me on today's show to unpack it all. We discuss, of course, her run to the 2023 NCAA singles title. We discuss what it's like to transition directly from the college level onto the pro circuit. And then, of course, we discuss what it's like to experience all of that, all while transitioning from high school to college, from China to America for the first time in her life. Needless to say, it is a fantastic show that I am certain all of you fans will enjoy. Of course, a massive thank you to Tian for taking the time to chat with us today. Obviously, she has been busy winning what a pro title last week. She made a final on the USTA Pro Series, the uh, SoCal Pro Series, excuse me, the week before that, NCAA Singles title the week before that. It's been nonstop since the start of the year and for her to take 30 minutes to speak with us against. We're immensely grateful for that fact and we are certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy today's show. Of course, before we get to it, got to give a shout out to our dear friends at Turna for the support they offer us day in, day out here on this show. Now, I was so fortunate to speak with Turna Vice President and owner Kevin Nixich on this pod earlier this week. If any of you missed that episode, I highly implore you to go check it out. Not only would it mean a lot to us in our way of expressing our support and gratitude for Turna for their support over the years, but we talk about the origins of Turna. We talk about the continuing innovations, the continued developments in the tennis industry as they relate not only from a product side, but from a consumer side as well, and how what are the best methods to put products in front of consumers to ensure they're getting the best information in today's game. It's a fascinating conversation. I'm certain all of you are going to enjoy. Of course, all of us know the pros of using a turn of grip. I mean, it's synonymous with success in the industry for over 50 years, and you can go all different directions. The original Turner, you can go with a Megatac Turner, or you can try out their new Turner Tough, which is simply put the most durable version Turner has ever put out of its grip on the market. You can find them all wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. Again, we're so grateful for the support we get from Turner. The least we can do, ask you to support them by buying their products today. A massive thank you to the support we get from our friends at Turna. And of course, if you're looking to see who might be joining Fung Ran Tien in the winner's circle soon on the USTA SoCal Pro Series, rest assured we'll have continued coverage the next five weeks on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We have semifinals Saturday, championship Sunday, doubles finals on Saturday as well. To catch all the action, all you got to do is tune in for free on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. With that said, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with 2023 NCAA Division I Women's Singles Champion, Fang Rantian. The 
Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is a player who has done oh so much winning over the course of the past six months. Of course, it started by capturing the 2023 NCAA singles title, the first UCLA Bruin to do that since 1995. Of course, the winning, it kept on going as last week she captured a 15K ITF Pro title as part of the USTA SoCal Pro Series, the player everyone has wanted to get on their podcast. We are fortunate to have joining us today. Welcome onto our show, UCLA, now rising sophomore, Fangran Tien. Welcome. Congratulations on all of your success. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Just just grinding my paper during finals week. And uh, I just got back to UCLA like two days ago and have a lot of work to do. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, that's where I want to start. It's been six months of consecutive tennis. It has to be nice to have the week off this week, right? Yeah, I haven't I haven't played tennis for the past three days. It feels like I'm going to start practice tomorrow, but it feels great. Like take some days off and let my body to like relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I obviously want to talk about all of about your run, Tian, but more, I guess, pressingly, I'm curious, after a run like that, after your freshman season, I'm sure you're physically exhausted. Is it as much mentally exhausting to play that much consecutive tennis? Like, how are you? I imagine you are just mentally drained as well. Yeah, compared to my body, I feel like mental mentally is definitely a tougher like part because I haven't I've never played so many tennis like this before, and I feel like it's easier to recover on body wise, but like, like mental wise, it's definitely tough. Um, but I feel like so far I haven't like I still enjoy playing matches, which is nice. So I mean, I'm I think I just like really enjoy playing tennis once I come to college. And yeah. it's it's been the best time in my life so far. No, I'm really glad to hear that. And I'm curious because you did make the choice to go straight from the NCAA tournament to playing those USTA SoCal Pro Series events. And I want to ask all about those as well. But what led to that decision? Why not take a break right away? Why go right into playing those events? Okay, so before I played NCAA, I didn't expect myself to go like, so deep like I didn't have any expectation and I was just planning to I already sent enter to all the tournaments I was planning to play those 15ks because like right next to school why not right and then um but I I mean I won the NCAA and then uh, I was like I mean I didn't feel like as like tired as like I thought it's gonna be and then I was like and I also want to get some points really bad like because you know, like I want to play pro tennis, and that based on like the points and like pro. No matter how you how well you did in like college tennis, it cannot translate to like the points and like WTA. So I just still want to get some more points before I go and go back home in the summer, so that I can get some ranking done. Yeah. Yeah. All I have to say is I respect it. I mean, I can only imagine what's going on. And again, to see the success you've had as well, back-to-back finals. Through all of that, let's start with the NCAA singles title run. Has that, Have you allowed that to sink in yet? You know, what you accomplished and looking back, you know, I'm sure it was a blur, but what do you remember most fondly from that week? Um, I think... 
at the beginning, I feel like I didn't realize what I did. Because, um, I mean, like, I'm not American, so I didn't grow up with, like, around college tennis. So, like, it, I wasn't sure, like, what I did. But I know it's an important tournament. I treat it really, like, as, like, a really important, like, tournament. And every match, I came in to, like, well-prepare and just, like, focus. But I guess I didn't have, like, that much, like, thought in my head. I just, like, tried to, like relax and enjoy on court as usual but like I feel like after I mean after I won like the coaches are so happy that day like I I feel like I actually did something because of them and also when I get back to UCLA all my teammates and like they celebrate with me and that makes me feel really special about the win no well deserved and you know you talk about not knowing much about college tennis prior to coming over. That's fascinating to hear because watching you play all season long, you know, you fit in so well in the college tennis environment. And I'm curious, that energy you play with, which I know every fan enjoyed watching throughout the course of your run to the title, was that something you were doing before college tennis or is that something you've really, you know, started to do and embrace this season? Um, I feel like you watch like I play pro tournament. I wasn't like loud at all in the match <laughs> in pro tournaments. Yeah. I feel like I, I definitely had the inner self like for like to being loud on like college tennis court. I just like like the team, the environment just like make that happen. Like it bring out the inner inner TN. I don't know. Like I just like enjoy really enjoy playing college tennis and like supporting my teammate bringing the energy and like that's something really special I've never experienced before coming to college (laughs) this may be a silly question is it fun like did you enjoy that aspect of it it certainly looked like you did and I, I it felt like it helped your tennis yeah I definitely feel like I enjoyed it I mean I didn't think that much honestly but it just happens by itself and I think it's I I guess it's helping. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, again, it, it certainly made it that much more enjoyable for all of us to watch you. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to broadcast all of the matches. I think my personal favorite was the quarterfinals when you were down 4-1 in the first set and we jumped to another court and then we came back to you and 10 minutes later, it was like, oh, it's 6-4-3 love. She's leading now. And so that was certainly fun. But I'm curious in the final, playing someone like Lane, who obviously, you know, again, it's a very grinding style. You you have to be patient. You know she's going to make you work. What was your approach to that match, and what did you ultimately think about how you executed? Um, I think my game plan is pretty simple. I just, like, I know she's going to reset the point so many times. Just, like, try to, like, be patient, and uh, I feel... I feel like I feel like I come into the match. She's definitely more tired than me because, like you know, she plays so many three setters and like great matches, and like it definitely requires a lot of energy. I just need to like stay in there, like hang in there, try to like make the match as long as possible, and just be patient and open up the court like shot by shot. Like there's nothing to lose, so I don't really have any like pressure and just like try to create chance. By myself, yeah. I feel like at the change are big. Listen, Lane 
will you let me just hit two winners? Like, I'll let you hit two winners back, I promise. But let's just do a trade here instead of these long winding points. <laughs> Maybe, you know, we can both be on the better end of that. But no, I mean, yeah, the, the patience was incredible. And I'm curious because you mentioned it's sinking in after the fact. Did you feel any nerves? Going into that final, did it feel like this is a special match? This is a grand occasion, or do you think you were able to stay pretty calm, uh, you know, throughout? Um, I feel like some, like I'm definitely more nervous, like the first round, and uh, yeah, like that is like a really nervous match for me. But coming to the final, like I mean, before the match, I'm kind of nervous. But once it gets all gets started, once I actually like focus start like focus on the match, I kind of forget about like the nerves and stuff. I mean, towards the end, towards the match one, yeah, I do like a little bit of nervousness, but I guess she is nervous too. So I wasn't like the only one who's feeling the pressure. Yeah. No, I mean again it was so impressive and you know, I'm curious, not knowing much about college tennis, what was it that brought you to the college tennis world what was it about UCLA that caught your eye and ultimately obviously haven't has you spending a year there at least um I think so my coach back in China he's um he went to Hawaii like university mm-hmm. he like he definitely like gave me the idea of coming to like college in America he says really competitive some great like level and also I can balance the education and tennis which is something I really want to do for like and so I just start looking at schools and like obviously UCLA have like the great location the best like facilities and like the team it's just like so nice and I just fall in love with this the campus the school and I just think it will be really nice to spend four years here. So I just like, I, I want to come here and just how it happens. Yeah. You mentioned the campus. I'm fortunate enough to have been to the campus. The first time you walk on, what's your reaction? Because it like you, you know, people talk about Los Angeles and, you know, if you haven't traveled there, you have this image of it in your head. I would argue UCLA's campus is the closest it comes to to like the image you have in your head of oh my god this place is gorgeous and I'm curious if you have that same reaction yeah definitely like not only like the the location like being in LA and having like campus at UCLA it's really special I feel like just our courts are so pretty like mm-hmm. like just like the stadium court it feels like hitting on there you're special yeah it is a really cool experience and uh, yeah, like, they have really, like, well history in the campus. Just, like, I mean, it just, like, feels like you want to live there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The only complaint I have is it feels like you're always walking uphill to get to the tennis courts. Yeah, and I'm that's like, true, that's yeah, true. But I'm, the nice part is, like, the athlete's dorm is, like, one minute away from the court, which is going to be nicer you know, like you don't need to go uphill. It's like right there. Well, the difference is you're in NCAA champion shape. I'm not. And so, you know, again, that's still too far. I'm like, I need I need a flat <laughs> plane to just coast my way through. But um, no, I, I agree. And I'm curious, again, coming over, stepping on campus, what took the longest time for you to adjust? Because obviously it wasn't the tennis. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think um definitely adjusting like school wise, it's a uh, a big adjustment. Yeah, like going to classes and like fully learn everything in English and like writing essays, do like the readings. I mean, it took me a like a while to like adjust it, and uh, I mean, I am able to communicate. Like I was not bad, like. In English, but in terms of like reading, I'm like much slower than like like American. So it's like I have to spend more time on like studying for the first quarter. Like I actually like didn't do anything else except tennis and study. Like it took up all my time. But like towards the second quarter, I'm getting slowly getting used to it, and I can able to like manage my time better, reading, do the homework like faster, and able to like start to enjoy school life too yeah you mentioned going home at some point this summer I know you're taking a few days off now will you allow yourself now that I mean I know I'm sure you're taking some classes it sounds like right now but spring term summer term as a as a former college student that's the best time because you do have a few less obligations will you allow yourself some time now to enjoy the UCLA campus life um yeah I'm like Right now, I still have, like, one more, like, assignment to do, and then I will be done with finals week. And then for the rest of the week, I'll pretty much just, like, spend, like, as much as time with my friends and on campus and just, like... I've, I've been to, like, a couple more places last few days when I'm, like, resting on campus, like, discovering, the like, the actual campus that I've never been, like, the parts. And it's been great. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably going to Kramer soon for the 15K. So I have to well be be prepared for that too. Yeah, no, I mean, again, it it, it sounds like you're in a nice spot, and you know, with that in mind, talking about the pro success. You make the final that first week, and you know we were on the broadcast for that match. I know it was a funky match, and Megan did such a good job of playing aggressive tennis in that final. How did that first week on the Pro Tour from a tennis perspective, is the level that different from what you saw all season long in college? Um, I feel like it's... If you look at the tournament, it's pretty much like most mostly college student too. Yeah. For the fifteen Ks, there's definitely more like like Megan's like they're like older, but most likely it's more college student too. So I would say like it's pretty similar. Yeah, but like definitely competing like in a pro tournament feels different than like playing a college tournament, like college matches. It's like. I mean, you're playing for yourself, and uh, like with ad, it just like made make the match longer, but also like gave you more like like energy to focus in your own match instead of like looking around cheering for your teammates too. So mm-hmm. it's definitely different. You opened up a window there. No ad scoring versus ad scoring. At this point, having played a full season in college, what do you prefer? I mean. I, I, I cannot tell. I mean, it's totally two different games. I feel like it could change so, like, fast if you have no ad. Like, one point can change the entire match. But, like, with ad, like, the matches are definitely longer and have, like, I don't know, less, like, like, it's just, like, you have more chances, I think. 
but I don't really have performance. I mean, like they're both like I don't know, and they're both like really equally important for me. I think. Yeah, uh, I I like the. It is fun. I like the sudden death aspect. You certainly like the pressure watching as a fan, I'm sure, playing in those scenarios. It's not the worst to lose a deuce point and say, oh, it's add out. I got another shot at it uh, as you've had these past couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm curious. Obviously, you go final. You win this past week at San Diego. What do you think's working so well in your game right now? How do you feel about the level you're playing? Um, I feel like I've been um, playing so much tennis, so I think I have like a feeling of balls like right now, and I just like start just trying to like make less unforced errors and just like handling the match. And uh, I I'm not trying to do too much, which is like I don't think it's smart for me to do it. Also. So I was just like playing basic tennis, basically. Yeah, just like just doing the patterns and trying to like make less mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I like how you call that basic tennis, and everyone who watches like that's not basic. Just for just so you know, it's far from basic. But um, you know, watching them from afar, how what I would translate that to, or just you know, again, how I would unpack that, I guess, is your basic tennis watching is obviously dictating from the baseline and you want to be hitting around you know hitting your forehand using it to move the ball around the court and keep your opponent on a string I'm curious if you think that's fair a fair assessment of your game is you are someone who you know again wants to be inside that baseline and be the aggressor I mean yeah that's um I've been working on this entire season I think like coming in, I feel like I'm more just at like behind the baseline and really trying to like moving forward a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it felt like in the first final you played, I saw more slices from you than I think I had seen the entire NCAA week. And was that just a matchup thing, or is that something you're trying to work in as well? I mean, the first um, Rancho Santa Fe final, yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't even realize that maybe I'm just like, cause I think I'm, I definitely realized I was moving really slow in that match. Maybe because I'm tired, maybe because like her ball is like just hard, like not like high enough, but I'm definitely slicing more, I think, like mm-hmm. thinking back, but I I don't think I do it intentionally, but it's maybe because my movement, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's a lot of tennis over, you know, 50 matches in about six months that'll wear on anyone. And, you know, with that in mind, you have this summer, you, you mentioned playing pro pro tennis and getting out there, something you want to do. What, what are you going to be working on this summer as you continue to look to move forward and take that next step in your game? Um, I think, first of all, I'm going to play a lot of tournaments, I think. And then I'll just try to make my game more professional, like, like as like I'm playing more like a transition from juniors to pro tennis right now. I feel like, and I have to be getting like bigger serves and like like making those like really hard shot. Like that's what like pro tennis players do, and then lack of it, I think. 
Yeah, no, it's fair. And again, we all look forward to watching your progress throughout the year. Well, then just a few fun ones before I let you go. You've had some big moments over the course of the past couple months. You get to relive one of these moments. Which do you pick and why? You win the NCAA championship, singles championship again. You win the pro title that you won this past week. Or you get to relive that Duke match which you and your team won to advance to the round of 16. Which do you pick and why? Oh, my God. I definitely, in, like, the three choice that you offer, I would definitely pick Duke, even though I lost the match. But it's, like, such a fun experience and I win. But I prefer to pick the Piper Dance match because <laughs> I was the one who clinched, on, clinched it. And, like, that was, like, the best best experience I've ever like had I mean winning NCAA is nice but none of my teammates are there so I was just like experiencing that by myself but like winning for as a team is a whole different experience what's it like when all eyes are on you what was that experience like you talk about the Pepperdine match I'm glad you bring it up because obviously that was one of the few moments where you guys didn't get rained out throughout the course of this season talk me through the final stages of that match well, like I started, okay, I had a couple, I have one match, one or two match, one in the second set and a tiebreaker. And then, of course, didn't, didn't take it. And uh, it just, so I lost the second set tiebreaker. And once I lost the second set, everyone have, have already finished their match already. <laughs> so everyone just standing there finished, like looking at me, finished my entire full third set. And then... I mean, I actually enjoy playing, like, when everybody's watching. It gives me more energy. feels like I'm actually doing it for the team, not for myself. So I'm actually, I really like that feeling. Like, when everybody is cheering on me, I feel like I play better. What's harder, playing that match or watching the second set breaker on five and that third set on six in the Duke match? Because my theory is always it's harder to watch those moments than it actually is to play them. Definitely, I think it's harder to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm more nervous. I'm definitely more nervous when I watch my teammates play. Like, I just sometimes I can't even like, just like I'm like shaking when I watch them play. Yeah, it's definitely more nervous when I watch them. Yeah, I think what helped because again, I happened to be on that call. There was the breaker on five for the clinch. And then that car alarm went off in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I actually yeah. think that helped everyone where it was just like, all right, like we don't have to worry as much because this is ridiculously happening in the background. And so that, again, one of my theories. Yeah. We talk about that too. It was yeah. crazy. And Sasha like mentioned about that too. But I mean, it's just an experience. Like we win it. And then now we think about it. It's like fine. But. If we, I can't imagine if we lost that match, what we're gonna, what we're gonna think, and just like it's gonna be like nightmares. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if Sasha lost that set, they might still be playing the third set at Duke, and yeah, so I think, yeah, yeah I think we, right. yeah, so we all win <laughs> in this scenario. And you know, again, hearing you talk so fondly about your college experience, I think I have to ask the question for all of our listeners. Is the plan right now for you to come back and spend not only next season but all four years as a UCLA Bruin? Um, I'm not sure about all four years. I, I don't, I'm not sure about like any of my plan, but as of now, I think I'm planning to come back next year at least. 
but it will depend how I do it in the pro tournaments, like the upcoming, like fall, uh, summer and fall, and like, like of course the upcoming year. It just depends. Like I don't know what's gonna happen, but mm-hmm. I definitely love the college experience, and I really enjoy playing for the team, and I love to like to share court with my teammates. Yeah, well, we all enjoyed getting to watch you play this past season, and. Yeah, I mean, look, I have all the success you can in the pro circuit this summer, but selfishly, I wouldn't be upset if we got you back for at least another year in the college realm. And so, uh, Tian, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show today. Obviously, congratulations on all of your success, and yeah, you're always welcome to come back should you achieve more things. So good luck to you this summer, and hopefully we'll chat again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, of course, and take care and good luck to you. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with 2023 NCAA Division I Women's Singles Champion, USTA SoCal Pro Series Women's Singles Champion, and just phenomenal human being. Rising UCLA sophomore Fung Run TNA Massive. Thank you to her once again for taking the time to speak with us as you heard in that interview. It's been a busy six months, and obviously we look forward to seeing her continue to achieve success. We look forward to continue to monitor her throughout the cor- uh, monitoring her success success excuse me throughout the course of this summer of course with that said we'll have coverage of the entire USTA SoCal Pro Series available for all of you tennis fans on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel again we have championship Sunday action for singles semifinals Saturday for singles of course we have the men's and women's doubles finals on our broadcast every week as well highly implore you all to tune in as Tian mentioned it's a nexus of all the things we love here at Cracked Rackets. College players still in college, but looking to dip their toes onto the pro, uh, into the pro tour. Excuse me, you've got players just leaving the college game, looking to establish themselves on the pro circuit. You also have juniors who are either going to be in college soon, or maybe they'll bypass that altogether with a good run of success at this SoCal Pro Series. Needless to say, you don't want to miss anything. Again, next five weeks, Saturday, Sunday, we'll have coverage on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Of course, why are we able to do all these things, not just the podcast, but the broadcast because of the efforts of our super producer, Danny Westoff, who, as always, has a of an any job to do day in, day out, making all of our content possible. A shout out to him. A shout out to our dear friends at Turna as well. You can find Turna products wherever you shop for your tennis goods. With that said, for our fantastic guest, Fang Ron Tian, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turna, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host. Host Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.